Welcome to another episode of Peers Over Beers, your favorite digital and social evangelist podcast with your industry veteran hosts, Michael Sandoval and Chris Tetzel. This podcast starts now. Hello, welcome to another episode of Peers Over Beers. I'm Michael Sandoval. And I'm Chris Detzel. Uh, Chris, I know we, we we just start talking, and then I said, "I'll just start recording. It'll be just fine." So anyway, yeah. so you're you're telling me about this new uh, an option. We have somebody to come in, chatting next week from Finimize, right? Well, in a couple weeks, yeah. Uh, yeah, a couple weeks, yeah. yeah. Uh, VP of community. So I don't really know a lot about him, but they, he kind of sent over lots of stuff for us to talk about. Mm. Kind of excited about that. But from what I could tell, he started his community more from. And I could be completely wrong, but from what I can tell, <laughs> it's uh, newsletters and events and, and things like that. So I don't know if they even have a platform. Maybe they do. Uh, I assume they have something. Um, but I know another company It's uh, that, that did the same thing. They really start build, building up their uh, community through, could be Slack. This one company did Slack and uh, newsletters and and things like that. And then you start building the online community. I just, I, I was going to get your thoughts because, um, you know, somebody came to me as, Hey, let's, let's think about a Slack community. What do you think about starting from there and then building, you know, the, the online community. And, and I'm like, I know one or two customers or people, not customers, but that, that have done that had some, some success, but not a lot of success, but I, I don't know. I mean, I've never built a community around Slack or newsletters or anything like that. What do you think? Well, it it makes sense. I well, for me, it makes sense if uh, there's, me, there's me, a lot of stuff that you probably have to fill in, right? You know, yeah, I kind of like there's a lot of things I kind of want to stay for. One is it when you create the community out of, out of that process, it was a natural evolution of the community. Right. It means yeah. the original, uh, the original goal was not to create a community, but it was like I need to keep people informed. You know, there's a small group of individuals who I just keep up to date, and they start sending them stuff like a newsletter, or and other people start signing up channel. for it. Yeah, and they say, like, "Oh, this is really good information." They forward it on to somebody like, "Oh, can I have an invitation?" You know, it just starts to grow over time, and different from an email list because that's just push of information versus, in some cases, this is like the user group thing we talked about, right? For software folks or whatever, they post code or they want commentary, you know, it just depends on the uh, type of, uh, type of scale. However, I will say that the best types of communities to grow for grow from are ones that already had a nascent community to begin with. Right. Yeah. So one of the challenges that you and I had at Rexel and we were just trying to find that one was, was there an existing community somewhere already, right? And most electricians tend to be kind of lone wolves, as we had talked about it, right? Older and, you know, older, depending on the country you're in, maybe younger. But we were kind of gravitating towards was this idea of the systems, oh gosh, control systems group, right? Where they were a little bit more in front of the desktop, engineering type of focus. They needed a lot of help. A lot of the help was proprietary. I don't know why, which is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen, that you had to pay for someone to help you for using your product that was complicated to begin with. Yeah. And and folks were afraid to share because they were like, well, I don't know if I'm breaking something. So information wasn't free, but there were folks who wanted to have that 
type of stuff. And you were, you were having some success in getting some of that knowledge, uh, out there, but that would, that would be one that like for a very niche part of that, of that, of that uh, business would make sense. Yeah. And we talked to somebody here on peers over beers that started at, at a B2B company, security Mm -hmm. company, a Slack channel. Um, and something that's, and I'm not exactly sure where she is on her journey, but it was just kind of, well, this is just the first, right? Because their goal was uh, really to start more of a um, uh, event kind of, you know, user group, and then kind of build a community from that. Uh, now with COVID and stuff like that, obviously that didn't happen. Oh, yes. Her name was Valerie Veronica or something like that. She no, does. No, uh, not her. No. Oh, no, okay. No. okay Venify was Holly Fireside. Um, uh, 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 uh. Yeah. And, and so what's really cool, so I'll tell a little story just because I saw it on Twitter today, but before I do that, she started her community from Slack. Um, now, so she, I just saw today news that she moved, her CEO said, basically, hey, you're going to start reporting to me. You're out of marketing. You report directly to me as the head of community. Now she's hiring a director of community and they'll be hiring other community like operational type stuff and probably content mm. and things like that. So it was really cool to to see her grow in such a short time. I mean, I don't know what kind of you know bug she put in that CEO's ear or what it was she's doing there, but you know, it's it's kind of like a company like mine, you know, and, and so I think, you know, my company's quite a bit bigger, but still, you know, she started from Slack and then you know, now she's, I assume she'll be moving to a platform or something like that, which, you know, to me, moving a pl- to a platform is, is part of the key, right? Like, I don't think that that's the most important decision you make in the beginning, but I think that, it you know, to be able to track, you know, user discussions and where people are coming from and, and just to really make good business key decisions, it's really where you're going to, that's really how you can grow it over time. But the things that I kind of, tell people is the stuff you focus on is number one is is what is why are you building the community what's the goal of your community you know what do your users need what do they want and, and all those kinds of things so anyways it was just so no no, no. And this is very fascinating so you're saying that she she started a nascent community on a slack channel that's right interesting maybe she yeah. had two or three slack channels who knows but i mean on slack you could have multiple yeah, channels you can. right yeah, and yeah, so yeah. You know, you can move from like for me, if I ever started a Slack channel, I would just probably do it more for our super users, right? So you have access now to some of our, you know, really smart people, you know, directors of technology that report in the CTO. They're super smart. And so they're here to help you. But in turn, you have to do these things, um, right? You know, like answer questions or help these people and help them. But you could have like a data sec. So we, we cover the gamut of security. And so like, data security and application security, two kind of different things. So mm-hmm. some of those customers that would be like super users, you put in there, uh, and then some of the other ones you would put in the data set. Anyways, that's kind of the way I would see Slack. I mean, maybe there's a general kind of stuff or whatever, but um, I don't know, man. I don't, what, what do you think about when you first start a community? What's the things that you should focus in on? I mean, I know you said platform wasn't, Number one, but I, I think it's highly important. What do you well, think? Well, it's kind of like, so, you know, my philosophy was like, well, technology is the last thing I want to think about, 
But then I go, but I'm going to think about it for a little bit. Yeah, I always, I always think about it. I want to... think about it for just a little bit, and then I kind of move on, and then like, okay, can we do this on so and so? But you know, I, I, I'm going back to this uh, this uh, Slack element, and the thing I was going to mention was knowing your audience, right? Which is one of the important things. I and you'll laugh at this because I'm going to admit something. Uh, one is that I think I'm reaching now an age where some of these technologies are a bit. I don't know if the word is beyond, just not my way of how I inter interact. So for example, Slack is not one of those ways I like to interact. It's a bit too busy. It's always in my face and yeah. too much information, right? You hear it and there's chats. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, I like to choose the way I communicate versus like, you know, Hey, you know, what's going on? And then but for those who can't see, I'm floating my hands back and forth. Um, I don't think anybody can see because they're listening. But anyways. Yeah, no, that's true. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, oh, my. Um, <laughs> I'm glad you didn't call me a jackass or something. No, 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 no. no. I was going to say it was the haircut. Um, no. Uh, it's getting longer. So <laughs> It is. <laughs> oh, my God. Down the rabbit hole. Uh so clearly the way this is being designed was from a group that liked Slack, right? Yeah. So you may see it as – so her challenge actually may be migrating somebody off of the simplicity and the ease of Slack onto a more sophisticated environment where there's forums and detail like that. That actually may be her challenge. She may actually lose some individuals. I, again, I don't know. She may – I mean, mind you there. Well, I think that kind of goes on the – I think that kind of goes in the – thing of people like to engage in different ways sometimes it's yeah, online exactly correct. Yeah, slack or 100 it's events maybe it's through an online community who knows but so maybe maybe she will yeah maybe you're right maybe she won't maybe there's a way to striate her audience like hey if you wish to continue using your slack channel you know there's a way that'll push it automatically so you choose to interact here it'll go into the slack channel and vice versa you know there's kind of those little bits and bobs but in this case, I think that's really how her uh, how her uh, membership likes Say to Say hi to Leah real quick. Oh, <laughs> see, it's a good thing no one can see. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll turn off the video here shortly. Just uh, go ahead. No, no, no I'm worries. On, I'm on audio. Uh, anyway, so she uh, – so anyway, uh, to that. So again, going back to when you were originally asking what was the important thing, uh, yeah. it's really your audience. It's your people, right? Uh, what are you trying to do? I mean, what are you – I still use the old method from Forrester, right? The old post method, the people objective strategy and technology post method of communities, where if you can answer those questions in that order, then you'll be successful in your community, right? And I still really still think that's a very true way of doing it. The first one is P is people. What are, you know, what are, what are they trying to, you know, when I say try to do, but what is, what does a community want? You're the advocate, you're the community manager, uh, be an advocate for those individuals. Help them through the problem they're trying to solve. What's the best way to do that? What type of content are you trying to access? Remember, they don't want to talk to me. They want to talk to folks inside the, the operation, yeah, exactly. the organization, whatever that may be. And if that happens to be on Slack, you know, peace. But you know the hard part, you know, I think you've gone through this yourself in your iteration, is one of those groups doesn't, know the platform, right? So you may have a group of community users who are like, we'll use a Slack example. They're very 
Slack focused. Let me know where the, the, the audience is, but maybe the content creators, the folks who have the information don't know anything about Slack. So you have to train them, right? So you, you had this problem. You had, you had, um, you had to train your internal employees, how to get online, how to post, how to use this thing called forums. <laughs> Not to say they weren't unknowing of it. It's just, it wasn't their daily activity. Yeah, I think that, you know, that's that even happens at Imperva. It's not that often. Yeah, that's people, what I'm saying. At Imperva, I people think are pretty smart, do, right? you know. But you know, sometimes they're like, I mean, if they want to do a blog, so we have like sixty or seventy blogs that have posted now on the community, which is awesome, just in the year. But who's going to post it for them, right? Me. And I'm like, you can actually do this by yourself, <laughs> you know. But mm. um, so that's something I really need to push people. They don't know that they can go do this, um, and I know one, for example, a customer about a month ago posted his question on creating a blog. And I'm like, it, sorry, I said again, it's called create the blog. So a person posted a question on, on uh, the community by adding it as a oh, blog. Oh, got it, got it. Oh, so I'm sorry. Just said, create oh. a blog, basically. <laughs> because, I mean, you know, you can do both. And I was like, um, I don't know how to really tell this dude. You know, so what I did was <laughs> logged in as him, posted it on the community itself. I think I deleted the blog, but um, but still, it was just it was just funny. I was like, people just don't have a clue sometimes, you know. So that's just they're not used to it. No, they're not at all. Because um, I know it, but you know what? I only know it because I'm in it all day, every day. Exactly you know? correct. So and it's so again, it's you know, and, and today it's the same problem I'm having right now. Um, you know, I, I told you the very beginning, I said, Hey, sorry, Chris, I'm, you know, we're talking about post-production and, oh, yeah. you know, kind of stuff. And, you know, I was in the middle of doing an online banking upgrade and, um, upgrades are always good, right? Upgrades are great. You know, it's a good way to kind of re-engage your audience, get them back in. One of the things we're trying to look into is, uh, like a re-engagement strategy. In other words, very similar to the community piece, which is they signed in, but then they haven't signed in anymore. And you're asked, you have to ask yourself, why is that? And maybe it was a feature they didn't like or whatever. So this is a method for us. Now there's analytics that I put in that we can kind of go and say those who have not, who have logged in only once and coming back, we can kind of see what features are. The key piece, done. right? Right, 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 right. So data, 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 data. Um, well, good for you. I think that's important. It is. It allows for, for intelligence, but <laughs> yeah. One of the things I'm struggling with, and I'm sure you had very similar struggles, is uh, attention, span of attention of individuals, right? So I know when you were probably training folks how to use the form or the like, you had to like get in front of their face. Yeah. And and as much as you're kind of dancing and doing your thing. Um, well, that's true. That's exactly what I was doing. I was presenting and going, ah, no, community, <laughs> you know, and people are like. <laughs> dance with this dude. That's <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>, okay. <laughs> Teach me your community. <laughs> you have two minutes. Go. Yeah. But normally, facetiously, but I mean, you would really, I mean, you wouldn't, whether it's your face to face with some individuals or you would do like a uh, Zoom cast or something like that, yeah. you'd have to take their time out of their day to do it. Uh, yeah. 
a lot here because we're always in front of members we can't like have a group discussion right so i have to kind of get them out when they're shift so the only way to do it is oh. kind of through a video or something like that but having them see it and all the like it is difficult to train or to get messaging out when you're tasked mode as opposed to object mode and it was like kind of objective mode so if you're a task mode, you come in and say, I got to do these three things every day yeah. and don't, don't mess my flow. However, objective mode saying, I have this objective in the week. I can do bits and pieces over the day, but I have some time to work you in. That's right? pretty much what I do. That's yeah. how I work. <laughs> well, a lot Objectively. of you know, it's, it's a, uh, I mean, not to, not to sh- striate, but it's the, you know, it's the, was it called frontline worker versus, uh, you know, behind the scenes type of stuff, you know, the support yeah. side, if that makes sense. Anyway, so it's hard to train a skill when you are just trying to get people's attention. So anyway, so I the first time I'm trying, I mean, I've done it before, the whole video piece, but but I'm trying to, you know how I love to talk as I'm doing right now, I'm trying to put that into like 10 minutes, Chris. Yeah, that's tough. It's a challenge. It's a challenge. <laughs> I, remember, I remember sitting at the desk and dude, you'd go off on all these long tangents about some bullshit. And I'm like... <laughs> I mean, you know, you're you're like an encyclopedia. About stuff. <laughs> Did you know, Chris? And it would go off on this kind of way. This t- and I'm like, yeah. All right, I gotta do some work now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Usually when you're usually when your face starts to turn towards the, yeah, the, the exactly. laptop. Uh huh. Uh huh. Oh yeah, you're right, Mike. Yeah. So anyway, um, anyways, are you gonna do this thing that I asked you to? <laughs> Yeah, I would do. Hey, I sent you an email a little bit hey, ago. Did I sent you, you an email. Do you think you can? I really need you to look at that. Thanks. I really need you to. And yeah, can you, sometimes you have to manage your boss. <laughs> You're yes, like, you yeah, do. Chris, I have. Yes, you, but yes, it's funny do. because you'd be like, I have my own way of doing it. I know, but sometimes you wait two days to do it. <laughs> so I need it before tomorrow. This is true. I used to process my information so. Yeah, well, I mean, you just have to figure out ways to work together, you know. And I think we did pretty well for the oh, no, we did great. three years. So, uh, well, it was kind of genesis of the, of the genesis of the podcast, right? We always have these good like chit chat conversations, yeah. like, like uh, oh, you know, it would be everything from like, what do you think the electric market is going to go to versus like, the sun is shining really bright today. Do you know why there's an aura? <laughs> Yeah, that's, Let us go to the whiteboard, shall we? <laughs> so, something you might not have known that, and, and I'll just leave this. I'll just say this: in uh, one of our episodes, you were talking about bats uh, or something in El Paso, and El Paso has bats. Yeah, they do. And what you didn't know that I did, because you probably didn't go li- back and listen to the podcast, is I put some bat sounds inside. You of did the it. Podcast. Yeah. So you have to. It's just at the first. <laughs> And it did a long time ago. I forgot to tell you, but it's it's called Holy Batman something. That's what the podcast Holy is called. Batman. Oh, that's pretty clever, man. <laughs> we actually get more. What are the bat sounds like? The little squeaks that they do? Yeah, it, it sounds like bats. Hmm. Yeah, it's so, pretty good. Yeah, I was like, oh, that'd be good. Maybe I can. And then, of course, now I just kind of, you know, sometimes you'll kind of put the podcasting in, and then then when I do it, I'm like, okay, I got to do this, and you I'll can process. The listeners are like, uh, this one's Chris's. Yeah, exactly. Did you put any like uh, clown horn sounds or anything like that? No, it was the only time I did it, but you know, <laughs> I, was, I was just so well. I was, I was playing with uh, 
um, Camtasia, and I'm like, ooh, this could be really cool. Let me put this in there. <laughs> you know, then now I'm like, just put that fucking thing in there, and then we're, let's move on. You know, like. <laughs> so, but well, yeah, there are moments where you, you can experiment, and then there's like, I've, I've got shit to do. Yeah, I mean, I love doing the podcast, you know, but it it, it takes a little bit of work, um, mm-hmm. one way or another. Um, you know, it becomes somewhat simple, but you know, adding descriptions and all that kind of stuff and then cutting certain pieces and putting certain pieces in, you know, it, it, it could take a good couple of, I say a couple hours. It takes like 20 minutes or 30 minutes maybe. But yep. um, anyways, so we kind of got way off, but, you know, I think we started talking about Slack and emails and, and <laughs> yeah, things like that, you know, good. for communities. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just... I just think it's so interesting to see how other uh, people build their communities because it's different in almost every company and, and they're quite successful or become quite successful. So that's, I don't think there's a right way necessarily. There is roadmaps and strategy and all those kinds of things that I think are highly important and then analytics and things like that to make decisions about communities. But how you get started, I mean, who knows? It's different. My the way I got started for Imperva was completely different than some of the things I heard. I heard this really cool thing from Higher Logic. They're doing this super forum th- this week, and this mm. woman, uh, her name Did you say is Super Forum. Super Forum. Sorry. Super Forum. Oh gosh. Yeah. I don't know why I heard Ship Reform. Super Sorry. Forum. And uh-huh. uh, this woman, Georgina, I forget where she's from, but she's highly respected. But the way they they started their community was i mean it seemed intense to me and i don't know how they had the the time would love to kind of go into detail but they started out with kind of the three approach three three ways to do or kind of a this three approach prong thing i don't know however you say it but basically they they started kind of in the beginning with let's just call them super users or people that were kind of the founders of the community and then started calling them kind of super users and then the super users are the ones that you know are going to be answering questions, and then built a whole kind of kind of program before it even started. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then they started with ad, advocates, and this is the first time that I kind of heard somebody call it different uh, or go into detail about what advocacy was. It's more of those people that um, are kind of like your news people, people that talk about your space all day, every day, right? And so it's maybe not your users, but it partly could be, but it's maybe 10 people uh, that, that you might look at that are very engaged in the space. So the way I took that is, is like in cybersecurity, I would find people, not necessarily customers, but people that are writing in the space, people that are doing those things, and then asking them to be part of your community. And maybe there's some rewards or something that they might get. You have to have, hey, could you write a blog or whatever about imperfect community or on imperfect community or those kinds of things. And you'd have like 10 and and these people are very social. So they're sharing out shit all the time and doing things. So creating this kind of uh, space where those kind of people could also engage, not necessarily in question and answering, Hmm. but it could be more of the blogging could be more of the, you know, higher level kind of stuff. And I thought, I forgot what the third one was, but those two kind of resonated with me. And I thought, I really have to talk yeah, to this woman. Different, different I mean, approach. Yeah. But I'm like, that sounds like a lot of work, you know, that 
I don't know how to go do. <laughs> <laughs> but I was looking for the uh, top ten list, uh, and I was going to go do two of them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, you do uh, look. She has somebody on her team as well, and so I don't know exactly what her team looks like or say, how much help she had for marketing and things like that. You know, you have to do a lot of, um, you know, relationship building internally. So get more. You know, a lot of times, like I, I would think of somebody at my marketing team that has relationships with Gartner or Forrester or other news media outlets or, or somebody that in social that probably is dealing with some of that stuff, you know? And so mm-hmm. I have to really build relationships with them and then kind of figure out what that looks like. But, I, you know, when I look at uh, next year, that could be something that seems intriguing to me, you know, because mm-hmm. if I can bring, so today our community is a support community. But then uh, how do I move it up as well? It's always going to be support, but can I have other types of communities to one where one is thought leadership, right? You know, and you start bringing those directors or oh, higher level. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah, because the stuff I'm getting written today is bringing now SEO. Like one of the things I, that I'll share with you, and I don't know if it's good or bad, but to me it's good. So when you start a community from scratch, you have zero SEO, right? And then... Mm-hmm. I don't say it was zero, you know, but I think it was like the low 10, 15% if you go back and look at analytics. But today it's over 50% of uh, uh, organic SEO, right? And so I think that for us, that's a huge, I mean, it's only going to grow. I mean, you look at all the shit that we've pushed. I mean, my goal is to have it 80 plus percent, you know, but that's probably two to three, two years away. I don't know, but you, create, you continue to create that content, man. Um, you know, thing. By the way, I'm gonna say this because uh, I I I don't know that I just learned it, but for some reason it just hit me, is that when you blog or you create a, a specific link, that is highly important. So you know, when people search, like uh, the link. Oh, so when you name the link, like yeah, something the, hyphen, something hyphen. Is, yeah. So for example, uh, Imperva database activity monitoring or Imperva dam. Well, customers yeah. are actually searching Imperva Dam or Imperva Database Activity Monitoring. Yeah. You put that in the link, that actually really helps uh, Google find it. And I'm like, duh, but why didn't I think of this on the other shit that I was doing? I don't get this. You know, like yeah, no, that's why. Like that's why. Like proper Google, I mean proper proper blog uh, background technology will say. Do you want a permalink or do you want a crafted link? You know, and the crafted link will take like the, the sentence, will take your title and make it a sentence for the URL. Yeah, like on the higher logic platform, you could easily, you, it actually puts most of the title into the link uh, of the blog, but, and that's good, but sometimes, you know, it, it can only go so far. So mm-hmm. you might take Some certain things out. But also in creating pages, which kind of what I was, certainly blogs, but specific pages mm. um you really need to make because you can put whatever you want on the pages because if you don't you just hit save and say new page one new page two so you want to make sure you you know put the url that you want in into the uh um you know, anyways i know that's completely off but i think that's a great tip for people to know uh <laughs> because for some reason you know that is a pro tip of the day you know <laughs> think about your links I wish discussions could be that way, but those are different because people are always replying and things. But anyways, so. I think that was good. <laughs> <It's all> good. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, Chris, once again, we've we've uh, entertained our audience enough, as they say. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> well, thank you, Chris, for another uh, entertaining and fun fun afternoon. Uh, so I'm one of your hosts, Michael Sandoval. And I'm Chris Stetzel. All right. Thank you guys very much. All right.